Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. We're here for a retreat, a fundamental retreat, a retreat that gets down to the very basic questions of yoga. Yoga is a science. The original science goes back thousands and thousands of years to the origins of civilization. We could say it's the science of reality itself. Very different from modern science, which is merely the science of objective phenomena. And the scandal of modern science in its postmodern period is that it has suddenly been unable to avoid the fact that it has been avoiding a huge part of reality, namely consciousness, and that it has no clue how to study consciousness because of its very premises that are based on only accepting as real anything that is objectively replicable, verifiable or falsifiable, to use Karl Popper's famous phrase. And that leaves consciousness out And they don't have the tools to study consciousness nor its transformations. Not scientifically. Not without fearing that they will fall into some religious woo-woo or that they will have experiences from which they will not be able to come back. A lot of it is actually just that fear. Uh, or uh, the... Uh, the other fear that consciousness has nothing to do with matter, with material reality, with the chemical substrates of the brain, with synapses and neurochemicals and the impulses of the sensory field and the central nervous system, etc., but is something completely different, unquantifiable. They don't know where to begin, and yet quantum physics says now that it's elementary, it's embedded in the very root of reality itself, and you cannot understand reality without understanding consciousness. Moreover, the field of psychology, which tried mightily to remain within the framework of behaviorism and couldn't do it because, of course, the psyche is not simply measurable by its behavior and not changeable by changing its behavior. Nor could they limit it to the cognitive field because our psyche has more dimensions and levels than simply the cognitive dimension of conscious thinking. The psychoanalysts hoped that they could limit it to the lower biological, or I should say biographical, unconscious, based on childhood phenomena, 
and the Oedipus complex and all of those Freudian developments and at least that took it a step deeper but it turned out that there were elements, dimensions of consciousness that transcended in both directions, up and down, beyond that simple field. Uh, so Jung had to uh, take it a step beyond into the archetypal dimension, but that too was not sufficient to fully understand the nature of consciousness and the cause and the containment of archetypal imagery and platonic ideas, we could say. Nor could the, uh, the phantasms and the memories that began, began to emerge when depth psychology began to really develop that came from prenatal states before there was an ego or language that could not be explained by ordinary uh, methods of trying to understand psychological development as a matter of social adaptation. Nor, of course, could the understanding uh, can be, be included of, of past lives, even though there are documentable past life regressions. And the ultimate uh, uh, destruction of the paradigm comes now with the uh, the technological development that allows people to be clinically dead, flatlined, no brain activity whatsoever, and, and this to be observable by witnesses, and the person can be dead for an hour or more these days, and come back fully conscious of everything that happened during that period, even though there was no brain activity whatsoever, and conscious not only of things that happened in the room or the next room or in other remote locations that the consciousness happened to travel to, uh, that, that, that the, the, the person who was dead wanted to go see relatives in other states or countries or whatever. And, uh, and in addition to that, travel beyond this dimension into other realities and have what they refer to quaintly as near-death experiences with beings who can be called angels and spirit guides and beings of light. Documentable, thousands and thousands of cases, including by scientists, neurosurgeons, people who um, it is not in their uh, professional interest to admit such experiences, and yet uh, it's happening. And these kinds of phenomena, and, and we could expand them greatly, uh, show that the modern scientific understanding of consciousness uh, is not adequate to understand consciousness itself or reality of which consciousness is a part. In addition to that, you have another field of uh, parapsychology that studies the paranormal capacities of people who have developed their consciousness, which includes yogis, uh, who have developed capacities to do things that go beyond uh, the normal framework that would be considered impossible, and yet again, documentable. People who don't eat or drink for years, people who are able to sit in fires uh, and not get burned, uh, people who clearly have uh, telepathic uh, communication capacities. Even the CIA is hiring such people to remote view Russian military installations and that kind of thing. 
So they're making use of it, but they're not able to scientifically understand how to create a paradigm that includes all of this information and observations. And so we have a, a breakdown within the scientific framework, and yet a breakthrough of information and capacities that have implications that can completely remake our world if we are to ever uh, truly harness, not simply weaponize, but harness for productive purposes the potentials of consciousness. And that's really what yoga is about. It is both a basic science and a technology for the development of the implications of that science. The technological aspect of yoga is referred to as the cities, the powers that develop, uh, can be developed by an adept yogi who is called to develop certain of the potentials of consciousness. And they are voluntary in nature. And there are other yogis whose development is on, within the field of the transcendent understanding of what could be called God consciousness that brings in information about the nature of time and space and planetary destiny and history and origins and the understanding of the cosmos at a very deep level much of which, although it goes beyond total documentation, is congruent with the information we're receiving from quantum physics and other fields. So, the study of yoga that I propose for this retreat will be entirely a scientific approach. We're not going to do anything that would be uh, based on suggestion, on anything like hypnosis, on anything like religious invocation of God. Uh, we're not going to go that route. We're going to replicate the basic experiment um, based on the fundamental hypothesis of the ancient Satyogis who asked themselves the question when they got very suspicious about how reality seemed to operate with all its synchronicities and all of its magical aspects uh, that they were very much aware of. And uh, they asked themselves the question, is the world real? That's the fundamental question. And so, I will propose that the, the discovery that they made and that becomes the fundamental hypothesis is very simply the world is not real. Very simple discovery that the yogis made. The understanding that the world is not real needs to be defined a little more closely. There are many ways something can be unreal. It's not unreal in the way that um, 
let's say a logical impossibility is, like a square circle. It's not unreal in the sense of something that does not exist empirically, like a rabbit with horns. Uh, it, it's not unreal in a lot of the, the ways that unreality would be described uh, in logical terms. But it's unreal in this sense, and the, the metaphor, the, the example, the analogy that is given is that it is a misunderstanding, a méconnaissance, to use Lacan's term, uh, a misreading of reality. And the example classically used is someone in twilight mistaking a coiled rope for a snake. And the way that people understand the world is seeing the snake and not realizing it's a rope. And we could say that modern science is exactly that. They're seeing the snake and studying the snake and not realizing that what they are really dealing with is the rope of consciousness. So this is the question, and is this question, is this uh, scientific hypothesis verifiable or falsifiable? That's the question. If it's not, then we can question whether it is scientific. Well, the yogi said, yes, you can verify this hypothesis if you're willing to do the experiment. And I think that's the important point here. This is not a religious belief that the yogis were proposing, not a dogma, not a doctrine, not some... Uh, metaphysical assumption or axiom. No, it's the result of an experiment that anyone can replicate if you do the work. Okay, now what is the work that is required to discover whether the world is or is not real? And then what are the implications of that? Well, first of all, we have said that it's a méconnaissance, a misunderstanding, but we could also use about five other analogous ways to understand uh, uh, what is the ontological status of the world. And these are very common now in, uh, in modern culture, but they have been present throughout history and entertained or at least... Uh, uh, looked at as, as some uh, possibility, whether taken seriously or flippantly. Uh, in the modern world, we could say that the, uh, the first uh, one is the famous film of The Matrix. Is the world uh, a matrix, a computer program writ large? Uh, whether that computer program is uh, run by some evil programmer, or it's a science experiment by some students on an extraterrestrial civilization, or it's a computer simulation done by people in the future, or uh, we are brains in a vat imagining all of this and being uh, affected by electrodes to the neurons. But it's one of those kinds of, of variations. Uh, the yogis don't go for this one. They think it's way too paranoid. <laughs> And yogis avoid paranoia at all costs. 
so uh, they believe that although it is uh, a, an unreal simulation, but it's a simulation created by yourself. Okay. And therefore, you can do the experiment to discover what is beyond the simulation because it is you who are beyond the matrix, not some evil aliens out there. So that's the good news, at least if the experiment is accurate. Okay, the other option is again very popular in science these days. This is a hologram. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.